Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod and another after show for Ahsoka, which is currently running on Disney+. And uh, this is our review for episode four, I guess, Ahsoka part four. Uh, this episode is called Fallen Jedi. We have a few uh, people joining us on the podcast today, including a new guest of ours, which we're really excited to introduce to you. Uh, so we got our co-host uh, Blake, our friend Dan, and our new guest uh, Kyle from Alki Solutions. So we're going to be chatting about Ahsoka together. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back, Blake. Hello there. Good to be here as always. Hello there. Yeah, good to have you back. And, um, you know, we're running the fourth part to our Ahsoka after show this week with uh, uh, with uh, our good friend Dan. Hello. Welcome back, Dan. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me back. Oh, thanks for coming back as always. And, um, and uh, this week is pretty exciting because we have uh, a guest joining us this week. Um, and uh, welcome to the podcast, Kyle. Uh, hello there. Thank you very much for having me today. Yeah, thanks for coming on and, and chatting some Ahsoka with us. And, um, you know, we uh, it's kind of just a funny story of how we met at uh, Fan Expo. And I don't know, maybe <laughs> yeah. uh, would you like to just kind of elaborate on uh, perhaps um, well, what what you do uh, for a living, what you know, what your company is and uh, you know what you guys for specialize sure. in and all that? Yeah. For sure. So, um, I, well, I'm actually owner of, uh, of, well, part owner with my girlfriend of a lightsaber company that's based out of Vancouver. So it's all in, you know, it's all Canadian, but we have some of the nicest hilts that you can get on the market and it's all at Canadian prices. So we just, we just run that. We travel all over Canada, introduce people to lightsabers, and we just try to make sure that people can just get the ones that they really truly love so and something that's really cool is actual actors from star wars use some of our lightsabers for um you know going to hospitals or different uh sort of different things like that so we really are proud about our product and everything and uh we happened to yeah meet at the fan con and when we met at the fan con uh it was really cool because you guys had that set up there and i ended up taking some pictures in it and learning about you guys and so that was just really cool yeah, um, yeah, it was pretty nice to um, kind of see what you guys are. Uh, what, what the, the hilts that you guys have are, are super sweet, by the way. Like they're quality, Thank quality you. stuff. And um, you Thank know, you. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, you know chatting with you, uh, you guys more about that uh, down the road. We're gonna have a, a special lightsaber featured uh, podcast episode with you guys, and 
Um, that's pretty much what we're going to talk about for a good hour. Uh, so it's nice to kind of get you on a bit earlier and, uh, you know, we can just talk about sort of probably why, you know, the, uh, the reason why you're probably selling lightsabers, your love of Star Wars and, and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, we get to get into some Ahsoka this week. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty exciting. So thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you again. Uh, what I'm going to do here is I'm just going to read out the, uh, the, the stats or the, the, you know, the, the credits and, uh, the summary for this podcast or for, sorry, for this Ahsoka episode, uh, in front of us here. And then we can just kind of get into the notes that we had, you know, things we liked, things we didn't like. Uh, we'll give the episode our rating, which uh, I'll explain to everybody who's new as to what our uh, Pablo Points and Poodoo's rating system is <laughs> is all about. And uh, then we'll tie things up in a neat little bow. So this is part four of Ahsoka. It's called Fallen Jedi. It was directed by Peter Ramsey, written by Dave Filoni, released September 5th, 2023 on Disney+. Plus. And Ahsoka uh, thinks about the implications of reaching Thrawn and Ezra Bridger. Given Ren's uh, pause since she remains determined to find her friend, moments later they are attacked by several of Skull's forces, but they're able to hold them off. Fearing that Skull will acquire the coordinates to Thrawn's location, Ahsoka and Ren head to his base, but are intercepted by Hati and Merrick. Ahsoka kills Merrick and continues on alone, while Ren stays behind to hold off Shin Hati, who realizes that Ren cannot wield the Force. Ahsoka reaches Balin's Skull and the two engage in a duel. Ahsoka is able to retrieve the map, but she tosses it aside after it burns her hand. Skull overpowers and sends Ahsoka plummeting into the ocean as Ren watches in horror. Uh, Ren then holds the map at gunpoint, but Skull verbally manipulates her into handing it over by promising her that she will see Ezra Bridger again. After Thrawn's location is revealed, Skull destroys the map and boards the Eye of Sion with Hiti and Ren as her, their prisoner. A small fleet of New Republic fighters led by Harris and Dula arrives at Cetos and tries to stop the freighter from jumping into hyperspace, but fails to do so. Meanwhile, Ezra awakens in the world, sorry, meanwhile, Ahsoka awakens in the world between worlds where she is seemingly reunited with her former master, Anakin Skywalker. Wow. <laughs> you can see where we left off, why the next one's going to be in theaters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's just kind of kind of crazy to think that the next one is in theaters. Just, I think, it's, you know, they leave us on a cliffhanger like that. And it's like, okay, yeah, fans are going to want to see this on a big screen. So. I hope it's just her and Anakin for the entire episode. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be good. That would be great. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as like just the, the hype event of kind of what this means for for fans i mean this is sort of a dream come true because this is dave filoni bringing anakin skywalker to cinemas for the first time since george lucas brought anakin to cinemas in revenge of the sith and attack of the clones it's an obi-wan what are you talking about yeah in cinemas oh cinema do you think that's why I think so. That's, I think he wants to be the next guy. Rights? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, no one else jumped on the opportunity. They could have forced Ghost Anakin and pretty much mm. all of the sequels. Like, nope. It's interesting. Because we're also at this point where Star Wars went super hard into the Disney Plus world. And now they're... Didn't they mention movies the last celebration? Uh, trying to inch their way back? Yeah, they, they announced a few movies. Yeah. Yeah. So this could be a foot in the door situation too. Yeah, it could be. Could be, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Kyle, what do you what do you think? Your initial impressions, like watching this episode. What do, what do you think of the series so far? Since uh, you know we haven't heard oh. your opinion on the series yet. Oh, no problem. So far, well, absolutely loving it. And uh, even for just this episode, I mean, it got a hundred percent on Netflix. So, or sorry, on on Disney, and and that right there says like how good this is. And one of my like, I got to be honest, my favorite stuff that that Dave Filoni has done is when you see the lightsaber battles and and looking at Balin and how him if you if you got a blaster and you're against him, you are not hitting that guy. Right. Like that to me is is he's one of the best that I've seen and it's the the cinematics of it are mind-blowing. I love what they're doing, especially with Ahsoka. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's such a, I, the way that I have thought about this series is um it's up there with with my favorites, which, uh, I mean, I, I really enjoy Mandalorian a lot, but, uh, as far as kind of the, the production quality and sort of the Star Wars story that we're getting out of it, Andor has so far kind of been a standout show for, for me to appreciate in a different way than this show. Like it, it, this show really captures the, the mythological kind of Jedi side of Star Wars, whereas Andor is a lot more yeah. kind of that, espionage kind of like rebellion it's sort of the gritty the kind gritty. of the yeah day-to-day life kind of people you're dealing with yeah that's right yeah the day the day-to-day realities of the average person right uh yeah i love that they're bringing that in oh totally totally yeah uh dan what'd you what'd you think of this one i really enjoyed it um like Balin is such a cool character and I'm loving him and it's so bittersweet having no, like with the actor having passed away. Oh man, yeah. Like he doesn't he doesn't get to see like the love he's getting from the fans right now. Mm. But it's like yeah, it's just he's such a cool character. I love the way he like he's like the old school Jedi, like his armor makes him look like a knight, the way he carries the lightsaber using it. It's like a sword, like like a broad, giant broadsword. Like he's just very He's a cool character. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've liked him a lot as well. Because I wasn't too sure going in. I know from the trailers and stuff, like it was, it was just wrapping my head around this new like force wielder bad guy. I feel like just kind of roped in out of nowhere. But so far, he's really hit home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I fully agree on that. One of the, he's, one, again, one of, one of the best characters I've seen in a long time for really? me. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it is it is bittersweet that he's not. You know, it, the fate of this character nobody knows. But yeah, it, it is makes me curious. Like, what would they do if if you know? Well, my hunch was he was supposed to be the replacement for the Je- for the Jedi, the dark Jedi, fallen Jedi that went insane working with Thrawn in the Head of the Empire book trilogy. Mm. Okay, but instead of having. Shin is apprentice in the novels. He had a clone of Luke Skywalker. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, I, I, I knew about that. The yeah. clone of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Based they cloned him from his hand. But so they spelled Jesus. it Luke, Luke with two U's Luke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how you tell him apart. Okay. That's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. What was his name? Like Kaiboth, Joe's Kaiboth or something. The original. Oh, I, I forget. I forget now. But I just remember yeah. hearing the story. Yeah. 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 Uh, wasn't it? Didn't he have a first name? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it is. It's like, oh, look at It starts with a J, I think. I right? think so too. Yeah. I I do like the idea that this is kind of like 
a parallel to that character mm-hmm. in a way. And they keep seeing the term Bring Back Thrawn as heir to the Empire. They do. Like, and, they, and I, I love like it every, every episode. Single, every single time, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. <laughs> every single time, I'm like, under the, you know, I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just a little fist bump. Yeah. Joris Kaiboth. Joris. We were that's close. Right. Yes, Joris. that's it. Joris. I literally just found that too as I was. I just went to the Wikipedia. <laughs> yep, that's what I got from too. I I know I, uh, I Dan. I know I asked you this before, but um, maybe you can just share with me uh, again. What was the first Star Wars book that you ever read? Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Okay, Kyle, was that was that the first book that you ever read? Did you ever read any of the Star Wars books back in the day? No, no, no. Back in the day. See now, the, 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 it's it's weird how I got into Star Wars and stuff like that. Um, it actually happened from a. Uh, when I left the military, I had a hard time and, uh, I saw the movie while I was in the hospital and that's actually where it started for me. And it literally changed my life. So like two hours of watching that movie, eight years of hard work. And now I have a lightsaber company, but when it came, but when it came to Star Wars, when I was younger, like I watched the movies and I enjoyed them, but it wasn't until I was in the hospital and that happened. And I saw that movie that, that Star Wars absolutely changed my life. So when it came to the books, I, I, I do have a bunch of comics that I've been collecting and I kind of read one here and there now and then, but I, I just, I haven't really read any of the books yet. Gotcha. Well, that's a pretty cool story. If you ask me, that is, that is, that's, that's, that's definitely got some like personal emotional ties. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, man. And when, so the, the first movie they played was uh, attack of the clones. So I saw him. Oh Christian. man. That's the one that brought got and, you and in. I was like, the last is... one I would have guessed. Yeah, oh man, man. that's oh amazing. man, that's dude, amazing. dude, dude. It, it, yeah, and the coolest part was is at the fan con in Calgary, I actually got to tell him that story and that's like cool. give him a big hug. We hung out for like ten minutes. He was super nice, and it was almost like a full circle thing for me. Like Star Wars really helped save me and and you know bring me back to being a you know a kind of a humble dude. And, and yeah, just to be able to tell him, oh dude, it, it was, it was really cool. And get this, he actually held the Darth Vader lightsaber that we had with us. And so his fingerprints are still on it. A guy <laughs> offered me $8,000. He goes, is this fingerprints on that? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I'll give you eight grand. I go, there's no <laughs> way, man. That's crazy. There's no way I can sell this. Yeah, That's amazing. So, so I, we actually, dude, when we go to conventions, we put it on the table and we have it there with like a thing that says, please don't touch. And everybody's been super cool about it. And then there's a picture of him holding it right behind it. Nice. And that's like, yeah. You, you got yeah. you to so put that's, that that's in a Star glass Wars, case. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You got to make sure no we're, one We're going to do it. We're, well, we're definitely going to do that. And then I'm going to have him sign the case and I'll have the picture in there with it. So yeah. I figured, that, and that'll just be for my personal collection. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, and then you yeah. should, maybe, maybe if, I don't know if he's ever been arrested, but he has, you should find his fingerprints that they took and put it side by side, be like, look, the match. Or that, match. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. I'd be like, can you just hold this glass for me for a moment, please? You know? The next thing now. The next thing you see, oh, like, hey, can you, uh, can you just, uh, can you just spit in this little Come vial for me? Get, get his DNA, you know? <laughs> 
Would you mind using yeah, this mouth exactly. swab? Yeah. Would you mind yeah. lending a, a hair, a singular hair to me? <laughs> Don't yeah, even I'll ask. Just, just I got tweezers. I'll pluck it out myself right yeah. now. It's cool, man. I got Security! This. Yeah. Not, cre not creepy yeah. at all. Yeah, not creepy at all, no. Star Wars fans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But no, no I, man. I it, was, it was dope. It was really dope to be able to just talk to him and tell him that sort of stuff. So that's super that's, cool. that's where my Star Wars came from. Did so you? thank you. I get this. My cat's name is actually Ahsoka, and we keep saying Ahsoka, and she's freaking the hell out over here. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask because uh, because he he's a guy. He's a Vancouverite, you know. So like, how I'm kind of oh, yeah. you know he's he's on the east side of Canada now, but I don't know who knows where he hangs out these days because he's got a kid that he co-parents yeah. and everything. Do you know? Did he ever mention? Maybe you can ask him at some point. Like how many years? You know, between what year and what year was he like in Vancouver? Because uh, I feel like if he is still, yeah. weirdly, if he is still kind of, if he spends time here. He like, might have family here. The, yeah. the, here's the thing. Every once in a while, you do hear of like, you know, whispers of like, oh, somebody that looked like Hayden was over here or something like that. Like, you do hear that. But there's, and I've never seen photos of him in the place. You know what I mean? Like, I've just heard stuff. Yeah, since so he I'm got sure out he comes of acting, back every once in a while. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna, yeah, you're, you're right. He's kind of a recluse almost. He's like you know a what ghost. I mean? but, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the phantom of, oh, he was at that Starbucks, really? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, he's one of those guys that he's so elusive to sort of the, um, just the, the, well, the press and, you know, and the fans, and, yeah. you know, that um, I feel like that's what kind of brings on more of this obsession to kind of, you know, know, know more about him. You know what I mean? Like, oh. like, I, like I want to know oh, more that's about very the guy. true. I mean, uh, it, yeah, it's that's just, very true. Yeah, I don't it's know. A mystery kind of eggs me on. I'm like, I want to hang out with this guy. Like, <laughs> but I don't know where. Dude, it, the ten minutes that I got with him was just awesome. So I like, I was blown away for even just for those ten minutes. And and so yeah, like just sit down and actually have like a conversation with the guy or something like that. Like you know, over dinner or something like that would just be mind blowing. Yeah, oh, cool. You I know, know, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's on my list of. of you know, priority dinner guests. That's for sure. <laughs> you gotta, oh, hell yeah. Gotta <laughs> ask him, what do you do when George says faster and more intense, but you're already at your max? <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> so many questions. Uh, oh yeah, man. Oh, um, yeah. So this, this episode was pretty crazy because we got to see him and it got a little audio yeah. bite here. Um, let me just play it. Hold on a second. I didn't expect to see you so soon.
ending off with the Darth Vader theme. That's pretty crazy. Um, man, I got to say the de-aging on this version was so much better. Oh, yeah. I think they just didn't oh, bother yeah. on Obi-Wan. Yeah. But people yeah, I don't complained. think they did either. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I don't know. I mean, when you looked at him, you're going, yeah, he's not 20 anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in, uh, in in the Attack of the Clones sort of ish era flashback scene, I was like, "Oh, you can really, you can really tell that that you know he's not the kid that he used to be, right? He's he's definitely well. Aged. Maybe he's always looked like that. It's just now we can see him in HD. Yeah, that's right, 4K. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've got the I've got the upscaled versions. Like. <laughs> Yeah, no, he looks he looks a lot better. Uh, although I do see people complaining about it. You know, naturally. In this version? Yeah. I, I thought it was a little rough. Like it, it just looked a little too smooth. Too smooth? Yeah. Do you prefer the wrinkly <laughs> Anakin? Smoker Anakin. <laughs> it, it it just looked like it was you could tell it was CG to to de age him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could tell there was something going on there, almost like you can with Luke, but it's just, it's just, you know, it's just so good that it's like, it's you're just excited, Josh. You couldn't, it's just, see flaws. I'm just glad that he's not, that it's not the Obi-Wan version of the de-aging. Cause that was just like, I don't know what they did with that version. It's I like, think they did the, nothing. The, that, that one was really bad. That one was really bad. Like I, I didn't mind the Luke one and I didn't mind Annie in this one. That was okay. Yeah. But yeah, the one that they put in, Obi? No, that was that was horrible. That was, yeah, that was really it was bad. just they left the lines on either side of his mouth. You know the the his kind forehead. of lines, that, yeah. that you only get when you age, yeah. right? Like, yeah, and 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 then his forehead, they left the, all those wrinkles as well. So I don't know, like when he when he was when he was a kid, um, you know he he had pretty like taut skin, like as a he was like not well, he was like nineteen, <laughs> right? Like he was. What is this podcast about? Again? <laughs> yeah, what is this about? Where are we going? I, he was what like nineteen. It's funny, the second I saw Anakin, I was like, I wish I saw Josh's face right now. Like, I knew, like, you were going to be all over Anakin <laughs> making an appearance. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was good stuff. I, I, I was digging it. I was digging it. But, I mean, like, let, let's talk about the world between worlds for a second there. Because, um, you know, this final scene happened in this in this place that's been so elusive to so many Star Wars stories. You know, it hasn't really showed up a whole lot. Uh, the first time we ever saw this was in Star Wars Rebels in uh, the season four um, arc, which um, you and I have uh, still yet to record a Rebels talk episode. I watched on. that episode last night. Oh, there we go. Coincidentally, <laughs> nice. Um, so it, it's it was towards the end of season four, and uh, Ezra, Ezra Bridger, and Sabine they find a, a doorway uh, which has the figureheads of Mortis uh, kind of on the wall and uh, they act as like a gateway to to let in people into this kind of mystical realm and it's on the side of the wall of like the Lothal Jedi Temple which continually seems to have more mysteries about it and uh, so Ezra ends up in this place and he's able to reach in through a portal and grab Ahsoka out of there and save her before Darth Vader kills her essentially right. Uh, which is also a pretty crazy thing because this feels like the first time that Ahsoka's seen or heard from Anakin since that duel. So, like, whatever, chi- whatever chill you get down your spine with that thought in mind. I mean, like, how crazy is that? But, uh, yeah, that was the last time that she was in this place, right? And then she went back out through that doorway, skipping over her kind of death scene or whatever, 
uh, and uh, that's kind of how she survived. Um, and it's sort of a mystery as to where she goes and maybe if she's been to the world between worlds since since that event uh, or or not. Like we don't really know. Uh, but this is either the second or the third time that she's kind of come to this place. And uh, I mean, I, I kind of wonder how she got there. But that's what I was wondering because in the Rebels episode, they they unearthed the temple. The Empire did, but then uh, the Rebels, specifically Ezra, goes down and he actually activates it by using the force on the mural. You know, the doorway. Yeah, yeah. which activates the doorway. Yeah. But in this case, she just appears there right. after falling off a cliff. Yeah. Was it, wasn't her owl in the same place when she was there? Her owl's in the episode. Yeah, so Rebels, maybe yeah. maybe the owl pulled her into it when she was falling off the cliff? Maybe. Maybe. That's Did we possible. see her owl in this episode? We haven't, seen, we, it. We haven't, we haven't seen it yet. No. Yeah, and I think there's speculation that there's a shot when they're in the forest and the um, robots are attacking um, the ship. There's a camera angle that's high up in the trees looking at the ship and looking at Hu Young. Um, some people are saying, like, oh, maybe that's from the owl's perspective. Mm. <laughs> Which, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a stretch, but it is a bit of a stretch, but hey, it's a. It's a working theory. If you slow it down, you can see the edges of feathers flapping in and out of the edge of camera. I I have good faith that Dave will bring in Morai. You know, the bird's name is is Morai, right? Um, That sounds right. Yeah, the story behind the bird is that it's sort of the the remaining force essence of uh, the daughter of Mortis who... One more than that, because they actually talk about this in the Rebels episode. Let's pull up my other notes. Yeah, there was an episode where they mentioned that, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Specifically, yeah. It's, oh, it's it was it was in the world between worlds. It yeah. was, yeah. And the... Ezra asks about Morai the bird, and she says, "Oh, he uh, or she's she's an old friend." Yeah, and but uh, the Imperial, because that's all Soka says is an old friend. But the Imperial who's researching the Mortis uh, family, he says that the daughter sometimes takes on the form of an owl as a spirit animal. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, yeah uh, the daughter is in the form of an owl when acting as a spirit guide. Sorry, that's right. There you go. Yeah, small little kind of confirmation there that you know whatever whatever life force up there was left. You know when they left Mortis, she kind of, I guess, because she gave her life to save Ahsoka. She did. Yeah. Well, the, the life that she had left because I think she was dying as well. Anyways, and it was just like whatever she had left in her body. You know, the father and Anakin transferred it over to Ahsoka's dead body you know brought her back so much happened to those clone wars episodes yeah because then she died which left the brother and the father also died and that's why they've got a special bond the right? dark side like, took over yeah the Empire. They've, they've got a special Wait. bond hey i know this yeah i was gonna say i know this that's the one where it's that's the planet that that was basically the force right yeah, yeah, it was like this giant pyramid, okay. pyramid planet that kind of i've seen that one yeah pops in and out whenever you know yeah uh the whole place is is sort of kind of gone it, it sort of gets destroyed by the end of the the episode and it yeah it, it acts as like a a conduit to the force like Qui-Gon sort of puts it he, he describes it as like a magnet and uh, so it's it's not um literally it's not the force itself but it's almost it's like a parallel like a representation of of the force and how it kind of goes through these cycles 
and how these uh, figureheads, you know, the light and the dark, you know, similarly like the day, the day becomes the night and then at nighttime, everything dies. And then the daytime, everything comes back to life again. It's this very like odd place. Uh, but it's so cool. Yeah. Like it's so like almost like weirdly Shakespearean, like the way that the whole plot kind of works out and you know, how Anakin sees his future and then the father erases it from his mind because, you know, he knows that it's not gonna, uh, that, that, that will happen to him. But you know, if he already knows that going into it, it's going to change the course of history and that can't happen. So yeah. he like resets him and stuff like that. So all this crazy stuff going on. Right. Um, but it's, it's kind of interesting to know that like there is, there's this question that's left with us, like at the end of the arc It's like, Oh, did this actually happen? Cause like the, the characters are like asking themselves like, Oh wow. Like what the heck happened? Right. Like maybe there was all in our heads or, or what. And, uh, I guess just this bird is sort of like physical kind of confirmation. Like, no, this, this happened to them. Like, you know, this is, this is the daughter kind of still protecting Ahsoka in a way, you know, many years later. And she hasn't shown up in the show yet, but I'm like, I'm wondering if Dave is maybe saving it for like that special moment. Right. Yeah. That's weird because that means technically last time we've seen the bird was in the comics. Right. And isn't there like artwork or something where like Ahsoka is like, after fighting Vader, going into a cave or something. Yeah, because yeah, Mora is in that scene. Dave did some drawings of Ahsoka in in his notebook or in his sketchbook, and I think the only sort of published material that they became was on the Tops trading cards. And there was like four or six of these things, and they were all in like red and black and white color schemes. That's what I remember is that. Yeah. yeah. And it sort of depicted what happened to her after she left the world between worlds, after Ahsoka pulled her out. So, like, she. Ezra. She, Ezra oh, cool. Yeah. So, Ezra saves her, right? And then she leaves. And then there's this moment where at the very end of the season two finale, like, we see her walking through a triangular doorway in a cave. And then we don't really know what happens to her. And then she shows up at the end of season four and she's got the big, you know, the white robe and she's got the, the staff. Gandalf the white. Gandalf the white, you know, rocking the Gandalf the white look. And, uh, you know, and then, and then from there, um, you know, we get the Ahsoka show. And, you know, there's still a debate whether or not, like, that scene is supposed to be the same scene that we see in episode two of Ahsoka. It is, dude. Just accept it. I think it's a parallel, man. I no, it's not. I don't know. I, I'm still on the parallel the parallel bench. But, uh, uh, Kyle, what do, you, what do you think about that? Because I, I know Dan and, uh, and Blake here are, are thinking they're thinking it's the same scene that we see at the end of Star Wars Rebels season four as uh, the same scene in, in the end of episode, like part two of Ahsoka. Like, do you think it's the same scene or do you think it's a parallel scene? Look, I, okay. And this is, this is actually pretty good. Cause I've only ever seen that episode once and I've only watched the episode of Ahsoka once. And I was like, wow, I saw this before. So yeah. I'm thinking that it's, if, if, if it's a parallel, then, then they did really well. But I, I, I think it's, I think it's the same thing. Cause when I looked at it, it would, to me, I was like, I've seen this before. Yeah. So it had to have been that. There's uh there's only one small difference which it, it doesn't seem completely out of line for Dave to change things up, but I mean she doesn't have the Gandalf the white look going on in the live action version. And uh that that for me is sort of the biggest separation which my theory, right, is that because we don't actually know any we don't have any story with Ahsoka and Sabine you know, in their master and apprentice relationship 
like all Star yeah. Wars stories so far, it's kind of skipped over that. So my theory was that that final scene is kind of a uh, in in Rebels at least that was that's already happened, right? And then in in the Ahsoka show, when Ahsoka has to go back for her, you know, like it's almost like they've they've already gone out and attempted trying to find Ezra Bridger. And uh, and to me, I just kind of read that scene of like, oh, this is them kind of doing it again, but for like it's coming around differently, sort of thing, you know. Like it's a, like a parallel scene. They're going after it again. They're giving it another shot, um, but I think it might be two different moments. But I guess I guess we'll have to wait and see. Like you know, the rest of the show will kind of maybe maybe explain that. Yeah, you know, what what actually? It, maybe if there's no explanation, maybe it is supposed to be the same scene. Who knows? But um, anyways. Uh, what would you guys like to see, you know, knowing that Hayden Christensen's in the, in the show now, <laughs> like <laughs> we, we pretty much have so many, uh, possibilities as what we're going to see next week. Like, I'm just kind of curious, like, what did you guys, any hopes before any ho- we get into that? I want to figure out a timeline. I think we talked about this, but I've already forgotten where does this take place compared to the novel where, the ghost of Anakin saves Luke. Uh, this this show is is like eleven Avy, mm-hmm. as what people have been estimating based on on what's been said about it. Uh, overlapping season three of Mandalorian, so you know, if we're taking with if we're taking that um, and uh, running with it, then the scene that Anakin saves Luke is a couple of years from now. Okay. It's like because that's the last time Anakin can appear because he uses all of his his being to save Luke, meaning in the physical world. Yeah, he that's says right. That. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and that was sort of them fixing the why the, he didn't show up to help Ray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Let me see. Let me see. Shadows of the Sith. Uh, That's the novel. It's by the way. Um, thirteen years prior to the Force Awakens. So, so yeah. This. So the book takes place. Um, so yeah, just about like five, five to seven years after this moment, after Ahsoka. Okay. So it's, it's, so it's that's our window. Yeah, it's a bit of a ways off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are you hoping to see? I'd like to have them actually talk about what happened because there's so much lingering, I think, in their relationship between when she left the order mm-hmm. and then when they saw each other as when he was Darth Vader. Yeah. I wonder if there's going to be some sort of apology, you know, with Anakin and with Ahsoka. Oh. Like, I don't know. I would I would love to see them have a personal moment of like you know, acknowledging the fact that, you know, they were each trying to kill each other, like, a couple of, oh, <laughs> couple of years prior. Okay, I'm, look, I'm, I'm kind of down a different path here, is like, I, 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 you know, that would be nice if he apologized, of course, for that and everything, right? But I want to see, you know, uh, scenes that weren't in the, you know, in the Clone War cartoon shows, where it's like, he's, because you know how Ahsoka was like, oh, I did this, but I didn't really do it the Jedi way, Right. I want to see where he's teaching her some of those things that are going to progress her, you know, her, her life throughout this series. So I want to see something that's like, you know, this is, you know, this, not 
not every Jedi, this isn't the Jedi way, but it, you know, it works and I want to see him doing that and the, adding to the confusion of, of, you know, the Jedi order and everything that went through her all the way to the point of when she, she walked away from it, you know? So, so, but I want to be able to see some of these ones that were able to progress more for her older life. Cause a lot of the ones that they showed there were at the time her being younger that sort of thing. I want to see the life lessons that he taught her that she remembers now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point to make. Yeah. Dan, what about you? What are you, what are you hoping to see? Um, like, yeah, I think like an apology, like them just discussing like what happened between them and everything, but I don't think he's going to have much to do beyond their conversation. And then I think he's going to show her the way to get to Thrawn. Like, you know, lead her through. That's how she gets to the same place that Sabine's at on the other side of the universe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that is a really good point. You know, maybe they get to the other side of, like, the universe through the world between worlds. Because we know from Rebels that the the Lothwolves were able to transfer them from, like, the North Hemisphere to the South Hemisphere of Lothal. Just, you know like that right so that's you think from going from one planet to the other they'd yeah. be able to use that same tech to go farther than any hyperdrive has been able to do yep <laughs> yeah. I mean, anything's possible anything's <laughs> possible in this place man like it's either that or yeah, they use true. the map that she burned into her hand from the orb oh when no she touched it. <laughs> you think it's gonna be like an indiana yeah, jones, indiana thing? jones. Well, that's what i was gonna say it's yeah, an that's indiana a possibility <laughs> Hey, hey, George Lucas, hey, actually, you know something. George Lucas, of course, and Steven Spielberg were friends. Maybe this is Dave Filoni giving his little nod. Homage, (laughs) homage back, you know, back there. Watch that be true. Oh, man, yeah. No, I can. uh... She just puts her hand on the dial. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. But it's only got one half, so they go the wrong direction. There it is. I knew it. Okay, so this is a little bit of a tangent now but so i just quickly pulled up twilight of the apprentice part two from uh, the ending of season two rebels and morai is definitely there after and he, he fly or she flies after ahsoka going into the triangular tunnel so that would be the last time we saw morai I guess it's not it's not like canon material but it is from dave's notebook so like there is a no really this is good... this is uh, in rebels Oh, and more eyes there, like in yeah. the. Yeah, let's see. I don't. I don't even know. Where yeah, I'm, I'm here at StarWars.com, and it's saying yeah. Uh, more I was in Rebels because I looked yeah. up the tops cards, and yeah. more I wasn't in it. So. Well, more I was in in the world between worlds when Ezra pulls her in there, but yeah, I yeah, guess I guess, right. I guess I guess I guess she would have kind of followed her out, right? And you know, yeah. even though she wasn't there when they were running from Palpatine's blue fire, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got, we got some uh, some crazy lightsaber duels in this episode. Um, we got Ahsoka versus Merrick. We got Sabine versus Shin, and then we got Ahsoka versus Balin Skull, and then Sabine versus Balin. <laughs> <laughs> you can call it that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you guys all? Maybe we can start with you, uh, um, Kyle, and 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 then Dan, um, uh, and then Blake. Uh, you know, just like give your thoughts on the choreography, uh, your your thoughts on the the uh, just how you liked the, the the duels. You know how they played up on on screen for you. 
Oh, Which I've been waiting favorite? for this part of the conversation. I yeah. I love the lightsaber battles. Out of everything that happens in Star Wars, the lightsaber battles are where it's at. And the ones in this episode, hands down, second to none. The the, the each and every single one of them, even even showing uh, like uh, the the inexperience of of the younger ones fighting each other and and the absolute experience of the older ones fighting each other. Like cool. the, the battles that were coming out were absolutely epic. And, and again, as I said, like if you're going to go against Balin and you have a blaster, there is not a chance in hell you are going to get a shot on that dude. It was so solid. His movements were absolutely epic. It was, it, he, 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 to me, is one of the best lightsaber wielders that I've seen on screen. Just, just the way that he moves it in such a dedicated way and stops and like takes that blaster instantly moves like a 90 degree and takes that blaster it i i was blown away mm. and i absolutely loved it yeah for me and that's and of course that's why i have a lightsaber company. i love the lightsabers i love the battles man i, I just want to hear the <laughs> that's to me that's there you go yeah yeah <laughs> that's awesome but yeah so that that's my opinion they were absolutely phenomenal and uh, it, it almost it it rivals the the darth vader uh, from Rogue One, that that scene, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. that was pretty yeah. dope too. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a really good job. And that actually, that scene you're talking about, where Balin is blocking the blaster bolts, I had the exact same opinion. Look, I don't think I've seen blocking that well. Like, it looked very crisp. He was very like kind of exactly. solid. You know, he was just like a wall. It's mm-hmm. like okay, nothing's get past because usually they're kind of flaily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you're, you're doing a swing and all of a sudden you got one. You know what I mean? That's right. that's what you normally see. This guy's like, I know where you're going to shoot at me before you shoot at me, and I'm going to stare you directly in your face <laughs> and not even show an emotion. Take your blaster blade and slice you in two. Yeah. Now I'm going to do it to your buddy. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> like that's what I, I can got see from why him. you see the parallel with Vader. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. But he doesn't mask up. He's he's staring that dude every time he look. He's not. He's looking the guy in the face. Man, the actor. Every a single big part one that he that takes too. out. Yeah, it's such a good job. He just looks so menacing and determined. Like just so confident, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you did you like how the other lightsaber duels played out? Uh, for me, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I, I do. As I said, for the inexperienced ones. You could see, you could see where they were kind of battling more on emotion and way less on on you know using the force for their fight. So you could see the the young, you could see how that happens, like with the young ones. I've I've uh, you know for our company, we we've even had sword fighters fight with our lightsabers and stuff. So I can I can sometimes look and see like the experienced ones to the inexperienced ones. And yeah, for 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 that, I, I really did enjoy it. I like it because it also my daughters are watching it, and my daughters are going, "Man, these two chicks are really beating on each other." And I got one kid that's a like that's a Jedi, and I got the other one that's a freaking Sith. So it's really sweet. They just cheer each other on, and like, who's going to win? So yeah, I, it's I awesome. The they can recreate this duel. Yeah, <laughs> in the backyard, and then oh, and then, yeah, and then one of them will start crying from the the the, the beaten up knuckles. You know, like, <laughs> you like, have no power. <laughs> You have no <laughs> knuckles. Boom. Oh, no. You know what? You know what? I'll send. I'll send you guys a a, a little video of my kids 
and uh, it, they're actually battling each other, and and you'll be like, holy crap, man. They really are Jedi and Sith, and and <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll love it. You'll love it, man. Oh yeah, but I'll send that to you guys after. It sounds good. It sounds good. Dan, what did you what did you think of the the lightsaber duels? I thought they were cool. Um, I liked seeing Sabine like resort to her um, Mandalorian like Mandalore um, abilities, like you know, using the the wrist rockets and yeah. like her the little rope that shoots out the gadgets, because that's really her strength. Because um, you did see her finally use a little bit of force power but like as she said like you know you have no power so she's like you know what i'll fall back on the tools that the mandalorians created to fight jedi mm-hmm. um yeah that's a great and point. then uh and i like that we saw some force powers like at one point balin throws a chunk of the stone at uh, ahsoka and you saw in the forest fight um i think it was ahsoka grabbed one of the robots and pulled him in the line of fire um thought that was neat and i like that sabine uh, has like a little bit she's a little more athletic like she does like some almost like martial arts and dodging and stuff the the only thing that gets me is anytime they spin i'm like ah, okay i know it looks cool but anytime you spin in a lightsaber fight you're just leaving yourself open to attack like <laughs> that's definitely true but it looks cool so i'm sure that you know that's they do wild. it for the because nice it, it looks cool admittedly there's i think those scenes take me out too and i know they're trying to make it feel like it's the prequels but the choreography as far as like the kind of the, the dancing force uh athletics i feels not quite there i'm not sure if it's like a budgetary thing and there's one scene specifically with a duel against balin i have a theory about that where Ahsoka tries to jump off a rock and do a backflip, but it looks pretty pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a theory about this because I, I, I agree with I, I agree with all of you guys. Like like there's there's moments that I really loved, right? Like there's like the Balin skull lights, you know, the, the blaster bolt deflect, and that was like just, that was awesome. Um, and then there was uh, there's a few other moments. The the uh, naivety of of Sabine and and uh, the newness of Shin to kind of fighting other lightsaber combat people is evident when you see them duel and like I like that entire that entire duel between the two of them and you can see that the the standoff between the two of them is you know it's they're, they're hesitating and you know it 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 really kind yeah. of digs deep into like the, where the characters' mindsets are right what I'm a crit- what what I was critical about was um, mostly the duels with Ahsoka and, and Balin and Merrick. Uh, I thought there were a bit too many moments where they would just pause and kind of contemplate what their next move would be. And it just brought me back to that duel between Maul and Obi-Wan and yeah, how me too. the samurai aspect of like trying to figure out what the opponent's um, next move is going to be really kind of tends to happen, I think, with... You know, and Dave made a point of making that moment happen for that fight because these people know each other so well. Whereas in like these fights, these guys are strangers. Like Obi Wan, like you know, Ahsoka's never fit and fought Merrick. Uh, it's not like she's fought him like a ton of times. Like she's just had that one encounter with her on, uh, with him on uh, Corellia, and then uh, with Balin, like they've never crossed lightsaber blades before. But there's there was a bit bit of there's you know, a sizing up though because don't forget people who are really experienced in martial arts like this, they can naturally pick up on other mm-hmm. people, and if they do a certain stance. They can see how that person's gonna react and yeah. they can read that. So yeah. there's scenes where Ahsoka takes one stance, Balin takes one, and then she changes and he changes, she changes back. 
yeah. you're kind of setting the the stage right and reading each other trying to get the skill levels yeah that was the thing that was the thing is like and those those two i guess were both trained in the jedi arts and and you know i guess i get who knows about merrick right like he's supposed like the, the inquisitor is supposed to be fallen jedi who knows if maybe he is or not i mean we saw all that okay. green puff coming well, out of his chest we can get into that we can get into that what, too. What, hold up what, what do you guys okay what do you guys think about the the theory that he is star killer no. Have you heard this theory? Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge like big two thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 I've, I've heard the theory, and well, I, I think was that like, was proven Jesus. when. Well, I thought it was like a stretch, and uh, but yeah. Okay. 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 Good. Yeah. Because I heard that one, and I was going, really, Stark it like. I really like the games, dude, and he doesn't seem like this dude. No, like, yeah. yeah, to me, yeah. I don't. I don't think they okay. would. Dis, I don't think they would disservice fans by turning Starkiller into such a measly side, siding character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know I who just, really was. Yeah. It was from, dude, he was the apprentice, like to freaking Darth Vader. Like, yeah, and now he's yeah. an Inquisitor. Like, that's yeah. It'd be yeah. A, okay. a needless name drop. There'd be yeah. nothing else out of it. Exactly. The entire character would be stripped at that point. Exactly. I think Just like, destroyed at that point. I, I, yeah. have, I have enough faith in the storytellers that they wouldn't waste that character like that. You know what I mean? Okay, just, thank God. Because I was thinking yeah. the same. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, there's no way. I've, I've heard like conversations, you know, that, that Dave Filoni has, has had and he, this guy, he really gets it. So I'm going, there's no way that he's going to do that. But I have a lot of friends that do think that that dude was Starkiller, and I, I couldn't bring myself to it. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that uh, it's a shared opinion amongst us here. Yeah, people if, also thought it was Ezra Bridger, and no way. If we were to take it literally, there's though, no way Ezra would go there. No, yeah, there's no way. But like, if we were to take it literally, like the guy was. I think he was voiced by Sam Witwer. So like, I guess if we were to get technical, like, <laughs> voiced, yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, his little, like, yeah. his two lines of dialogue. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, like, then, okay, it's all right. Technically, all right, maybe. He's like, I guess if you consider, if you think of Sam Witwer as a real-life star killer, then, like, I guess maybe that's but how then it works, Maybe it's Darth Maul. Darth you, you, Maul you, got you brought know, back. You know why yeah. they probably brought him in? I, I bet you it was a, I bet you a million to one. It was just like, hey, you, you did this voice. Did you want to do it just so that you're in the actual show? And he's probably like, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, you only yeah. get two words, though. No, <laughs> but there you go. I, I two um, words, but there you go. It's I, probably I, him asking Dave to be in the show. That's kind of the relationship that I got that's, from that's the behind too. the scenes. I, I'm going to quickly touch up on something I was just about to drop with the lightsaber thing, and then I'll and then I'll give you my theory on Merrick. But um, with the lightsaber thing, the recently they've been doing all these duels, um, as we've started to see from uh, from the Force Awakens onwards. Every single production they've done, they've used uh, these LED. Uh, almost like almost like what you would kind of you know what we would get from you like Kyle just like a, like a lightsaber with you know LED strip oh, yeah. in it or whatever right oh, and like, I, I just got connected with a with a, a stunt person from Star Wars and so yeah let's see where that goes you actually might see some of ours in Star Wars at some point oh, that'd be cool. so there that that's that's a whole other discussion but. There you go, man. So yeah, they they basically are the 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 type that we sell. So yeah, yeah. So like cool. with that is added like a whole lot of extra weight, right? And like, as we know from the prequels, like they just made the hilt and they slotted this like rod. Yeah, it was like a stick. It was like a stick, yeah. And so like they were able to fling those things around so much faster than they could with like these 
all of a sudden now you got batteries and you have lights and wiring and stuff like that, circuit boards all in your your blade and plus to your blade is now like, you know, thick and it's got it's got some weight to it, right? So I think oh, that yeah. that's also affected how they can choreograph these fights. Like they just can't make them as blitzy as they were in the prequels just right. because of the way that they're shooting it. Similar how in New Hope they had some mechanical rig of rotating mirrors. Yeah. So yeah, then yeah. that'd be really dainty. Yeah. Well, and eventually they resorted to sticks by Return of the Jedi. They they had sticks yeah, because the one, mirror thing sucked. Yeah, <laughs> it just kept breaking. Thing. Yeah, it was like they they eventually resorted to reflecting. Uh, there was like a reflected material on on a, on a rod, but it was the same idea as the the prequels, where it was just like a stick, right? But uh, you know, I think like I think that might have something to do with it. As far as the Merrick thing goes, um, you know, I heard some great theories just yesterday. Uh, uh, we hosted a uh, just a bit of a test um, sort of thing on spaces. And we had a few people drop in, uh, so you know, uh, it was. You, if if anyone's following us on Twitter, you can you can listen to that. Sort of consider it a bonus episode. But um, we had uh, one of our friends, Shauna, was uh, she she popped in and gave her theory. And um, I've seen the theory floating around um, that Merrick is sort of a resurrected sort of corpse from from the the, the, the Night Sisters using the magic of of uh, Morgan Elsbeth, you know, as a Night Sister descendant, maybe she pulled some Mother Talzin style witchcraft and brought someone back from the dead. And, you know, so what we're seeing is possibly, you know, the green sort of magic leaving his body, um, similar to how we saw Savage Opress die in the Clone Wars and, and the same thing happen and that he shriveled up and shrunk down to his normal sized body again, right? There's definitely some sort of. And Merrick was shrinking alchemy. too. Yeah, Merrick was kind of like, he, he sort of shrivel up into a bony little creature and in, in the suit or whatever and like I like it, it's tough to say like what exactly is going on there because like it also doesn't look like it's magical it looks a lot more kind of biological if anything um the green mist you mean the green mist yeah it almost well it looks i feel it, like it if, looks, it, if it was magic i feel like it would have played up to be a bit more kind of glowing ghostly or something neon yeah more kind of like night sistery right but so basically now you're throwing because that's what i assumed it was i'm not throwing it under the bus she's a night sister i think it's a really good theory i'm just saying like i'm just kind of treating that one with a bit of hesitancy because that's where i went immediately was she's a night sister and this guy dies a puff of green comes out savage oppressed so this person's either been buffed up with night sister magic or resurrected with night sister magic because we've seen undead yeah uh, risen, right? Because isn't it? It's the the battle with yeah, the battle with General Grievous. Mother Talzin brings back all the undead Night Sisters yeah. to fight for them. Right. So the question is, when they die, do they puff green too? Uh, they, uh, as far as I remember, they did from the cartoon. That's my guess. Yeah, it was they like did as well. Like yeah. Out. yeah. Yeah. So it's possible. I mean, like. And it was, I mean, they're going to try and make it look real for, you know, live action. So my guess would be, yeah. Yeah. That's, it, yeah. It'd be weird that they just add some alien, like, species that spews out green stuff when they die. So I feel like it's more likely to be Night Sister Magic. Maybe he's one of those mossy guys. Like we saw in Mandalorian Season 3, it was like a captain of a ship and is like a mossy. The moss pirate. The moss pirate lord. Yeah. No. Well, I don't know. But man. he died too. <laughs> I, yeah, that's. But yeah, not the same I guy. Yeah, I don't like know on that one, man. No, species. but yeah. that's still a stretch. <laughs> different species. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it was, that's uh, that's a big one. It is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm kind of curious to know more about this character. It's almost a shame that he's dead. But 
uh, or is he? Who knows? Um, but <laughs> like, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll find out. But yeah, um, he's the kind of character that I'd like to see more of because I like these mysterious characters that pop up in Star Wars. You know, like it's nice, it's refreshing to get away from just kind of characters that we already have a love for and appreciate, like Star Killer. You know, it's yeah. just like it's like why can't Merrick just be Merrick? You know, like like I yeah. now, now I know now I want to know what he was before he became an Inquisitor, like or is he even well, an Inquisitor at all? Is like because his suit's kind of rusted, like whatever. Right? That's like, why I think. I mean, I I would think it'd be cool personally instead of it just being some Inquisitor that somehow survived past Return of the Jedi, which doesn't make sense to me to begin with. Someone who died, like specifically an Inquisitor who died, maybe on Dathomir and then was resurrected later. Yeah. That to me, and then that's why he's not affiliated directly with the Empire. Right. Because they're kind of like his rogue splinter cell trying to bring back the Empire. Oh. Okay. I love, I, I love that. But I would, I would switch one thing just for me, just to make it way more kind of interesting for me. I would have it as one of the Jedi that were killed. Uh, during Order sixty six or something like that, and it was you know close to or wherever that there was a couple of uh, the witches, and they brought back that one to mm. to be their protector and fight for them or something, and it kind of progressed into becoming an Inquisitor. Right. Yeah, that would be that would That'd be, be kind of cool. cool. Who would it be? Plo Koon. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, is he does have a full face mask? I, he I, does have a full yeah. I, I do love the idea that there's a guy out there, he's the last Inquisitor. You know, like, the Empire's gone, there's still some rogue Inquisitor out there hunting a Jedi that he's been assigned to hunt, he's been living on the road for so long. It's you just know, weird that Empire he never would have... Why is he not going after Luke, then, for the entire original trilogy? Well, maybe he was. Maybe he just had, that incompetent. Maybe he had, like, I guess so, right? Like, who knows? I mean, like these guys were just active. kept missing him. <laughs> just yeah. There's always one plan like behind. Highlander rules, dude. Watch it be Highlander rules. He's got to take out the low ones before he goes for Luke, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like here's the here's the thing though, right? Like Emperor Palpatine's such a such a greedy kind of like I get it or no one does, no one does kind of guy, right? So like maybe he had this guy, maybe he wasn't hunting Jedi anymore. Maybe he was hunting just force sensitive people. You know, he just had them on the outer rim, kind of floating around the out, out there, just doing his bidding, just killing force sensitives, like just wherever he went, you know? Like that that could have been something. I, I love all these series. <laughs> I like. I, I want to get a. Let's get a This is movie. one thing I love about Star Wars, man. Is that is that it? it, it, it until it's put in canon or put you know on film or whatever, there's so many theories of what could be. Yeah. Ryan Johnson I love that. hated that. <laughs> Ryan Johnson. Yeah, that's why he, the twist was nothing because he just didn't. He couldn't be bothered to oh, man. try to outdo everyone online. I his think. his tweet about Mike Zero. Oh man. <laughs> Mike Zero, Mike Zero is a zero. What is he? What did he say? I think he said he is a zero. Or he is a zero. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, some fan asked Ryan Johnson about Mike Zero. Oh man, Mike Zero, gotta love the guy. Um, so uh, okay, who has anything else to bring up about this episode here? Uh, okay, I I, I want to bring up one thing. Okay, Paul Lee's in this episode, right? And I, I love how he's a Canadian. He's in this Star Wars stuff. He's one of the coolest guys I've ever met. He's part of the 501 uh, Canadian garrison out of Ontario. And he sometimes goes to, you know, uh, shows and he dresses up in the 501 and everything. He actually did an unboxing video of our Darth Vader saber on his personal YouTube. And 
it, it, and his last words were, this is gorgeous, just gorgeous. So, so that was like a, like a big thank you to him, but I love it when he kind of pops up and I don't know he's going to be there. Yeah. And I'm like, every and I'm show. like, Oh fuck, there's Paul right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every show. So for, so for me, every time, dude, every time, <laughs> every time I absolutely love him and Kim's convenience. Such a great show. Oh, exactly. Such See, and to show. have a Canadian, that's not just Darth. Somebody that's just this nice dude gets to pop in on how many different, you know, uh, 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 series is now. Like, the, the guy's just a super nice guy. They got to do something and more with them. I think everyone loves him as a character. He's oh, yeah. Got to get yeah. more of a storyline here. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, he oh he definitely needs one. I bet he would have been let's be real. Rangers of the Ra- New yeah, Republic. Yeah, Yeah. You know, it's a shame that that uh, show got shelved. Dude, us as Canadians, we got to band together. Let's get this. Let's get some signatures. Save Rangers. Let's send it to Dave Filoni and be like, you need to make this Canadian his own show. Yeah. Got to do it. It's time. Hashtag Save Rangers the New Republic. Dan, I'm giving you the the job for PR on that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. But yeah, that's, that's the last I wanted to bring up. The episode was amazing. Um. Thank you for for having me down here. Like, yeah, the, the, this is uh, very interesting. The the podcast stuff. Oh yeah, no, anytime. I mean, thanks thanks for coming on. Um, I gotta ask you, Dan. Anything uh, you want to bring up before you uh, give this this episode some possible points of pooters? Uh, maybe the only thing is, why did Harry bring her little son into battle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, that, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I like seeing Jason, like. Do you bring him into battle? Like, oh yeah, it's not cool. Not not cool, man. <laughs> and I was hoping to see Zeb. Like, you know, we saw we saw the other the other guy that we were just talking about. Like, I was hoping to see Zeb, but yeah, I didn't yeah. think we haven't seen we, Zeb yet. What the? I heck? know at some point in the show, I'm hoping that all of the remaining Rebels cast just gets a shot together. You know what I mean? Because we just, saw him in Mandalorian, yeah, um, on that one planet. But yeah, he's a ranger. I get it. He's probably expensive. <laughs> Maybe. He's fully CG. He is. Yeah. <laughs> one shot. That's all we want, Dave. One shot. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, just oh, one shot. That. Yeah. We just got to have I'll, like... I'll take one shot. We just got to have Hera, Jason, you know, Sabine, Ahsoka, kind of all in one scene, which I feel like we've had other than the kid. You know, we've had all of them in the scene, right? With Chopper. And apparently there's a photo of Kanan on the... Dash. There is. There is. The yeah, there is. Uh, you have to really cool. zoom in to see it. We just need. We just need them all in the cockpit of the ghost, and then just Zeb kind of walks through the door, and and, and Ezra. You know, we need Ezra Do in you there want too. Force Ghost Canaan. Force Ghost. No, we the, it, the, pro, the picture's good because it wouldn't make sense for him to be a Force Ghost, right? Because no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't make sense. He can go through the the training. Now that'd be a little cheesy. I think if they all like, you know, if they all got together and then all of a sudden like. Oh, it's just like Kanan shows up. Like, <laughs> so what is, what is the deal to be a force ghost? You have to be trained to do it. It's There's, like a special. Well, it's like an you honor. also have to be trained to see it. Right. Remember from Obi, he wasn't ready. Yeah, he right. had to see it when he was ready. So it's not only just from the, the one side, it's from the other. Yeah. So Qui-Gon never had the training. That's why he never showed up. Qui-Gon. No, Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon, I guess had the training, right? Cause remember he did say at the end of Obi, he's like, Oh, finally right. you're able to see me. He, you he know, also, so it was it was on Obi. He also oh, that's did, right, that's he, right. He did also say in Clone Wars though, when he was talking to Yoda, when he couldn't present his body, he said, "My training is incomplete." To uh, to Yoda, you showed up as like a bunch of little glowing 
like firefly looking things, right? Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. So I think there it is a two sided thing. I think you're onto something with that. Uh, what I'd also like to add on top of that theory. <laughs> That's also I, funny because that means that Vader died, came back like an hour later as a force ghost. Just like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is really powerful <laughs> I mean, he's the chosen one, right? Like, yeah. I think, I think yeah, there's an true. exception for him, but I think what I'd like yeah. to, what I'd like to throw out there as a theory is that the uh, perception of, of how p- these people show up as force ghosts are completely dependent on sort of the, the, uh, the, the person who's seeing them. Right. So like if Ahsoka looks, looks at yeah. Anakin, you know, she would remember him in his black tunic, you know, in his in that form. Right. And then yeah. um, if like, you know, Luke looks at Obi-Wan and Yoda, like he remembers them as the way that they looked when they died. But he never saw Anakin when Anakin was 25. He, he didn't know. And that's kind of the one. Yeah. OK. That, yeah, loophole that's like, eh, but I don't know. yeah. At the end of return. Hell yeah. I mean, now when I, even I watched it, I'm like, dude, why wasn't he, why wasn't it the original guy? They had him in there. <laughs> like, I love, I love Hayden, man, but what the hell? Well, the I will actor. say, maybe George yeah. was pre-planning because he knew he was going to make sequel sequels down the road. And this is where we're at now, right? So Hayden's here. We can still use him. Can't use the original actor. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... I, I mean, I I do like the yeah. idea, though, that, that Hayden, you know, that, that, that Anakin is kind of restored to his former glory i think like there's sort of a an the poor idea. obi-wan it's gonna be an old man forever old yeah old man oh, yeah. <laughs> Represent. totally totally so i heard a line i don't know if you caught it but what's the guy's name Balin. Balin, thank you Balin yeah. is talked to sabine this is after ahsoka's been kicked over the edge and he says that Sabine has no family left. That's why she wants Ezra back so badly. Mm, yeah, Ezra. Yeah, so that's her right. parents are dead. Yeah, and her brother died is on dead. Mandalore. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah. Right. That was pretty crazy. So does that mean I'm just speculating here, but do you think they died during the purge? It's it's certainly it's certainly possible i think maybe there is a line between you know dave is because because we know that the purge happened after the star wars rebels arc you know Mm -hmm. the the handoff of the dark saber to bo katan on Mm -hmm. sabine's behalf and then she you know there's 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 a bunch there right there's a bunch going on there uh as far as as far as lore goes i think balin is referencing the 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 night of a thousand tears. I think that's the only time that makes sense. Cause when we left rebels, her family was alive and it was before the fall of Mandalore. In fact, they were succeeding in taking Mandalore back. Right. And then when we cut into Mandalorian season one or one or two, whatever, I think it's season one. Yeah. No, it's, whatever it is. And we find out that Mandalore is completely fallen is a barren wasteland. Yeah. And the empire has just looted it for its best car. Right. It's the only thing that makes sense that he is talking about the Night of Thousand Tears. So I find that very interesting. And she survived because she was a protectorate of Lothal. Yeah. So that the Empire wouldn't return after the end of Rebels. Exactly. Because she's been hanging out on Lothal this entire time because Ezra has disappeared. And she's been there in his place. And she self-pities herself for not being able to help her family. Yeah. And that's why she's desperate to get Ezra back. That's right. Which is the only reason why she goes along with Balin at the end of this episode. So I thought that was very interesting. 
That is interesting. That's a big character motive. Massive character motive. Yeah. And I would love to get more detail on and, and confirmation of this is what happened. Right. Uh, hopefully that comes in the following episodes. Yeah, hopefully. I just found it was interesting that Ahsoka has been someone who has, since she was a teenager, always dueled with two lightsabers and then both duels and then she only used one. Did you notice that? Uh, in the major duels? Yeah. Yes. And does that have something to do with the form that she's using, I guess? Maybe, but it's weird that this would be the only know. time she's she, ever done that. She she held it like a katana. Every she other did. time she held it at more, uh, uh, what the hell is it called? I forget the name of it, but she, she held it differently. But when she held it in these ones as a, as a two-handed, she went full katana on that. She did, yeah. Like, look at those old masters. Because I, I got, yeah, exactly. Very uh, samurai vibes from Pearl for Stances in this episode for both duels. Yeah. So that caught my eye. And then I thought her. So you're probably the right person to talk to, Kyle, about this. So her the hilt that she's using in this when we see when she has both hands on it is curved. Yeah. But it, but she's holding it where the curve is in the opposite direction I would expect. So she's holding it. I would think you'd want to hold a curved saber similar to Dooku where it kind of curves with the palm of your hand. But instead she holds it where yeah. the curve is pointed towards herself. Right. Okay. I love how you said that. Hey, maybe you can answer this. That has to do with either what sort of martial arts she's using or anything. I I just, I do have that lightsaber. It's called our Falcorum. <laughs> but I don't know why she held it backwards like that. Because you okay, are right. So that I figured backwards. that she would have held it away. Okay, yeah, to so. me it was backwards. I, that was so well, weird. I've, I've seen Dooku hold it backwards as well. So, like, when he points it at somebody... Mm-hmm. You know, he holds it with the curve facing away from him. That's what. That's the correct right. way. That's but the then correct way. I've seen him yeah, also yeah, curve facing away. Yeah. But then, but then you're saying like she held it with the curve facing inwards to her. Body. That's right. So, yeah. so I think maybe what they're trying to do is um, kind of treat it like a what's called like a scimitar or something. You still go the other way. Or like Wait, I, I know, I know, blade, I, know this, I know the scimitar the blade that you're scimitar. talking about. A scimitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one. Right. Um, it, it, a, a scimitar still has its curve one way, but you, nobody's ever going to hold a scimitar with the curve of the hilt towards you. That yeah. that that because then you have the big end of the blade actually coming towards you. That to to me, I, I don't know why they did that. I wondered uh, if it was a mistake on the actress's part. That's my guess, dude. Let's yeah. be real. Because any other form of fighting that you ever see, like that, the, the, the way she's holding it, think of it as an actual sword. Okay. Most swords aren't double-sided. They're one-sided, mm-hmm. right. especially ones that are held in the, the manners that she's fighting. So if she's holding a sword and now all of a sudden it's curved towards her, that's basically the sharp end going towards her face. All you have to do is hit that with a baseball bat and it's going to go That's right, right yeah, because just the way you hold it, it's going to have a natural point towards yourself because they are. Yeah. Yeah, so to me, I didn't understand that either when I saw that. It's, it, and it, I, checked it, I, I just fight. figured it was a Star Wars thing. I checked through the fight, and it's she consistently holds it backwards the entire time. She, the so it wasn't one even that like I different takes, her holding like her right hand thing. is backwards. Yeah, maybe. And it's got to hey, it's got to be a Star Wars thing that I just don't understand yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know actually. Yeah, maybe. Who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. 
Um, anyway, uh, could, could, just a sec. Can I say one last thing before we end off this yeah, thing? Yeah, sure. Because I, I know my girlfriend's going to end up listening to this. She's all partner in this. Now, because she looked at Chopper and was like, I don't like this droid. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What, do you, what do you mean you don't like this droid? She goes, yeah, I don't like him. He's, he's like a cartoon. He shouldn't be in this. And then I go, he is from a cartoon. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, I, I still, I still don't like him. He shouldn't be in this. So what's your takes on Chopper? Man? Oh, I love let's, it. let's end on Chopper. I, I love so Chopper. I thought he wasn't cartoonish. Chopper's Chop, Chopper is just yeah. a, he's just a grumpy old droid. I mean, like, you know, he's very animated in personality, but it may, it translates very well with, with, you know, into a droid, right? Like, I mean, I don't want droids all to be just like R2-D2. Like, it's kind of nice to see some of them as like... Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, just like yeah. the way that he have plays their up. personality. Yeah, like like when Hera asks him like, where the tracker is, he's like a grumpy old man, like, trying to, like, did you rummage through my yeah, drawer of stuff? Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? I, I liked it a lot. He's, he's, like, he's like my grandpa with the, with the toolbox, man. Yeah. You went through this, and I know you did. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, did you look at my sock drawer? <laughs> I wonder if that's because we all watch Rebels, though, so we're familiar with him. Yeah, that's okay. That's fair. Yeah, maybe. I, you know, we're just used to the character. Yeah. character but uh, yeah, I'll yeah. say my one complaint is because I think he's practical from what I could tell. Is he moves a little bit too slow compared to the animated show? Mm. Whereas I feel like, especially with his like his uh, the arms come out of his head, yeah. they feel awkwardly slow. Oh yeah. Where I think in the animated show, he was always very quick and elaborate with them. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, Pablo points or Poodoo's. Let's end off with our uh, our rating system on the podcast. So to all who are new, um, we have a score out of... Uh, it's basically a scale of seven. So three Pablo Poodoo's is the worst of the worst. Uh, moving up from there, you got two Pablo Poodoo's, one Pablo Poodoo, and then a Bendu. A Bendu is a 50% score. That's like the one in the middle. And then you got Pablo points. You got one Pablo point, two Pablo points, and then three Pablo points being the best of the best of the best. Uh, so maybe we can uh, start with you, Blake. What do you uh, What do you award this episode? I actually enjoyed this episode quite a bit. I felt like it started off nice and slow. I love the design of this planet, so I was already endeared. Uh, and then the transition directly into the the fun. Uh, duels we got mm-hmm. and i felt like there's also enough story going on that this this story this episode had a, kind of all the all the pieces yeah so i would give it i'm gonna say two and one quarter that's exactly what oh, i was gonna points. give it oh no way down, <laughs> yeah. down to the quarter it is down to the quarter <laughs> down 2.25 um all right <laughs> dan what do you what do you give this episode i give it a two it was a solid episode really enjoyed it uh yeah Solid two, awesome. Happy, right. Kyle. What what what's your feelings on this one? Oh man, at least two, two and a half. Let, let's be real. I, I like again. I'm the lightsaber battle one. Yeah. I'm the one that's staring at the intricacy of the lightsabers when they show them clearly and stuff, so that I can replicate them. Me, <laughs> 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 the, that to me, yeah, two and a half at least. The the lightsaber battles took that one for me. Awesome. Um, and, uh, Kyle, I want to end off with your socials, your people, people, um, looking for a lightsaber, you know, what are the ways that they can, uh, look that up for you? Um, and maybe which of these sabers from this episode you're going to make next. When do we get Shin and Balin? (laughs) Ooh. 
Uh, you might actually be surprised. I might be able to show you some photos, but you got to keep this just between us for now. But let me you know send you a couple of photos right? of stuff we have coming up. Oh yeah, it's recorded. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> but good. Let me let me show you a couple things we have coming up. Um, yeah, uh, to, ways to reach us is www.alkysolutions.com. Or you can check us out on Etsy. We have five stars across the board with shipping around the world. And if you get anything that's over $150, we will ship it to you for free. So check that out. Uh, thank you guys so much again for having us on here. And uh, th I absolutely love talking Star Wars. So you know I am back anytime you need. Oh, I mean, anytime you want to pop on again, Kyle, yeah, you're always welcome back on. And we'll we'll uh, we'll have you guys on in the future, in the near future, to uh, you know talk about uh, sabers and um, you know just how lightsabers are being used these days in in uh, as a sport, you know, for uh, fencing purposes, so on and so forth, for stunts, for oh, collecting, yeah. for showcasing, for so many things. And maybe you can, you, I'm sure you have a, a variety of stories to share with us as well. Uh, with oh, all, the, all the conventions you've been to nowadays, so um, I'm really looking forward to that, and we'll probably uh, we'll probably get around to doing that after Ahsoka finishes up. But in the meantime, you know, feel free to pop on whenever. Uh, so thanks for thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you. That it was really an enjoyable time. I enjoyed this entire thing. So thank you. Awesome, awesome. Great to hear from you, Kyle and uh, Dan. Thank you so much for joining us again. And uh, we're hoping to get you on, I guess, next week if you can make it. So, um, and then, and then you're on a bit of a break for a little bit. So, thanks for coming back on, man. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Always. And uh, to you, Blake, good was... trusty co-pilot here in the yeah. escape pod. Um, any That's last right. words? I just uh, it was good chatting with you guys. I had a lot of fun in this episode. I'm looking forward to doing it again. Fantastic. Until then, we'll see you out there. Keep flying. All right. Thank you all for tuning in, for listening to the podcast. And if you could throw us down to five stars, that would be absolutely amazing. Um, as you know, we are completely ad-free, unmonetized, and, um, you know, no zero profits come out of this. We do this because we love Star Wars. And, uh, you know, it just helps other fans find the podcast by giving us a good, healthy five stars. So, you know, if you want to help us out, that would be great. Um, and you can also send this podcast to a friend by sharing the link any of the links in the bottom of any podcast episode. We've got a number down there. We've got the Discord. We've got the link tree. Uh, there's a variety of ways to contact us at the Escape Pod using the handle at Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, as well as you can find us on YouTube with the handle uh, on there as well. Uh, after every single podcast episode drops, you'll normally get a YouTube version popping out the next day. So uh, be sure to look for that. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. And we look forward to doing the rest of our Rebels Talk series coming up at you very soon, as well as more Ahsoka after shows in the coming weeks. May the Force be with you, and we'll see you in the next episode of Star Wars Escape. Ball.